Amen. Praise God. Today is a special, special day for Bergen Bible Baptist Church because of our Happy Pastors Appreciation Day. Amen. Praise God. We thank God for all our pastors. And obviously, uh, even though Pastor Max is um, with the Lord Jesus Christ now, we still uh, recognize pastor, obviously, our dear and beloved Pastor Max. Amen. Well, I won't uh, take much of time in the introduction, but um, again, since this is a special day, they decided to have the deacons, instead of our pastors, uh, preach the word of God. And because our pastors, it's, uh, they're... Their day today, we need to speak about how and why we need to honor our pastors. Amen. Are you ready? Amen. Amen. Praise God for that. Now, listen, this morning as I was preparing and uh, having my uh, barong, <clears throat> I look at the messages because all, all, all the uh, um, deacons have a way to uh, communicate with each other. We use the technology, obviously, with our smartphones and our messengers right here. So my wife is uh, looking at the phone, Dad. You are the first one to speak? I said, huh? Yeah. And why do you think it's that? So Sister Cora, my wife, uh, you know, actually stopped for a minute. And then after a while, he said, I know exactly, with full confidence in his eyes, I know exactly why they chose you to be the first one to speak. I said, why? They want to be the deacon that is most handsome. <laughs> I said, Really? The second one is the semi-handsome. Okay. And the third one, a little bit handsome. What about the last one? You be the judge. <laughs> anyway, praise God again. Um, again, this message is for our pastors. I really thank God that we are in Bergen Bible Baptist Church. And I really thank the Lord for this church. I mean, this church has been a part of my life since 1991. I thank God for um, uh, having this as my church since the last time. I mean, since the first time I saw the church, the church van actually, 1991. Uh, the church van actually is like Bergen, not Bergen Bible Baptist Church, but Bergen Bible Church during that time. So uh, I want to make sure that it is a Baptist church. So when I first saw and and uh, spoke with Pastor Max the very first time I really asked him, is this a Baptist church? And obviously, Pastor Max said, it is. Amen to that. Other than that, let us uh, stand up. And again, I won't take much of your time because we have, uh, again, three deacons after me. So I'm just going to focus on one, one fact or one thought on. Let's uh, all rise up now. And let's open our Bibles here in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 11. And we will be reading responsibly. We'll be reading from verse 23 up to verse 29, okay? Verse 23 up to verse 29. I will read the first verse, and then you read the second and so on and so forth. Verse 23, are you ready? Amen. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prison, in prisons more frequent, in debts of. Thrice was I beaten, with rods was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep.
in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Let's all uh, read on verse 29, who is weak and I am not weak, who is offended and I burn not. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, today is a special day. We wanted to dedicate this message to our pastors. Our pastors, our pastors are not, uh, are, you, they're not Jesus Christ. They're not perfect, but they are trying their best. We know, Lord, that uh, our pastors is given to Bergen Bible Baptist Church, and we know, Lord, that you are here with us listening to us and also honoring our pastors thank you lord for this message may it honor and may it uh, give uh, uh, encouragement to all to all of us father we love you and we honor you in jesus name we pray amen and amen you may be seated amen praise god for that well i'd like to start off again i, I won't take much of your time but i'd like to start off with a story i need to put my glasses Three friends decided to go deer hunting. When again is the deer hunting in this country? Um, uh, ate? November. So th there came a time, which is November actually, three friends decided to go deer hunting. A lawyer, a doctor, and a Baptist preacher. <laughs> as they were walking along the big, as they were walking along the forest, they saw a big deer. Wow. The three of them shot simultaneously. And the deer obviously fell and obviously was hit by the bullet. What happened is this. Upon reaching, if they, they found out that it was dead and it is a, a good uh, shot and we have a, a good deer that we can have. But does a debate follow? There is only one shot in the deer. And they couldn't find out who actually shot the deer. There was a debate among themselves. And so they keep on debating. The lawyer said, it is mine. You know, the doctor said, it's mine. The Baptist preacher said, it is mine. Okay. So let's wait for someone to decide for us. Luckily, there is a very professional hunter that is also hunting in the forest. And he approached the tree and he said, well, what's going on here? Is there a problem? Yeah, we have a problem. We cannot figure out who shot this deer. Can you help us? Well, said the hunter, he said, you know what, I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it. And they decided that the professional hunter will be the decision maker on who really shot the deer. Astonishingly, in only just three seconds, the professional hunter made a decision. He said, the Baptist preacher shot this deer. The doctor and the lawyer couldn't believe it. I mean, how can you say and how can you be very sure? You see what happened? It's right here. It is very easy. The bullet went in one ear and it went out on the other ear. <laughs> so listen, guys. Listen, listen. Our pastors have a reason to preach. We don't listen on it on one ear and it just goes out here. There is a reason why they preach the word of God. It has to go to our heart. Amen. Amen. Just like this is a funny lesson. Obviously, it's just a funny lesson. But the fact of the matter is sometimes we just take it for granted. 
Don't let the message go to this ear and just go out in this ear. Apply it in our daily lives. Be admonished. Be very, very clear that it's not easy to be a pastor. Remember, Pastor Max went, uh, told me, it is not really easy to be a pastor. And I know, Pastor. Imagine, all of us here sitting, we have different personalities. You realize a pastor has to deal with you, with him, with her. I mean, we have different personalities. And the pastor has to take care of all of us, has to understand all of us. In our own family, although they are uh, you know, brothers and sisters, they have different personalities too. How much more in a church, imagine the burden of Pastor Sam. Imagine how he handles different personalities. As we read the verses a while ago, you know for a fact that it is not easy to be a pastor. And I will add more on those uh, verses that we read. Those are really hurting. And at the same time, in Acts 9.16, God sent a man named Ananias to disciple and train Paul shortly after Paul had his blessed conversion. You, don't, you all remember that. In Acts 14.17, we don't need to go there because we don't have much time. A mob tries to stone Paul in this passage. Acts 14.19, this is a description of one of the times Paul was stoned. Acts 16, 16 to 34, Paul was arrested, beaten with drugs, and put into prison. You realize how hard it is to be an apostle and to be a pastor? Acts 17, verse 5, Paul and Silas caused a riot. Acts 27, 27 to 44, this is a description of one of Paul's shipwrecks. Philippians 4, 11 to 13, Paul tells the church at Philippi that he was often without money to buy food. And still he continues to proclaim the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not easy. It's hard to imagine any one of these horrible situations. But Paul had experienced all of them. And our pastors also experienced them too. Not literally, but in the modern times, it's not easy. It is not easy. What could more there be? What else could be possibly added to this list of overwhelming hardships as a pastor? What could be as hard as beatings, stonings, and even shipwrecks? What? The one thing that is hard on Paul as this other hardship is what? The daily burden of how the church are getting along. Amen? Did you know that even we are brothers and sisters, we sometimes don't get along with each other? And Paul is saying right here that that is the burden of the pastor. The pastor wants us to be in, in unity. Brother Joe mentioned to me a while ago what car was I driving. He said, I said, Accord, Honda Accord. Oh, that's a Christian uh, that's a Christian uh, uh, car. Why? He said, because we are in one accord. Amen to that, yes. Paul is saying that his physical hardship are no more difficult than his constant concern for the people in the churches that he started. Our pastor is very concerned in our church. He only wants us the best. He wants us to grow. He wants us to be Christ-like. That is the main goal of our pastors. And praise God. Also, Paul is so concerned about others that he bears their burdens as if they were their own burden. Did you know that? A pastor uh, shares our burden. He doesn't only share the burden of his own family, but also the burdens of the church members. 
Pastor Max, every time there is a death, I mean, obviously, he grieves also. And now that Pastor was, uh, you know, taken by the Lord, we also grieve. Though Paul was an apostle, he was first and most importantly as a pastor. As a pastor, he considered the daily concern for the people in his congregation. And that is exactly what Pastor Max did when he was still alive. And now with our uh, pastor, Pastor Sam. He is concerned with all our needs also. Our pastor walks with us in ways we cannot understand sometimes because he has also his own family to take care of. His concern for us is so deep and so powerful that thoughts of us often keep him up at night. I know that for a fact. Yeah. I praise God we have pastors. In our lives, we typically endure one of two significant events at a time. We might change jobs, get married, stand or attend a funeral, maybe have money problems, struggle to hold our marriage. Our pastor is always there. It's not easy. It's not easy. And today, again, I won't take much of your time, but I just wanted to emphasize, I thank the Lord for our pastors. These passages is really to cement the fact that our pastor loves us and he really truly cares for us. Amen? I praise God. And not only the pastor, but I would also include the wife. Ati Joseph, Jay. Huh? Oh, pa tapos. <laughs> yeah, Sister Hazel. And Pastor, oh, wala pa pala. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, it is not only the pastor, because remember, they have their own family too to take care of. And thank the Lord, the wives of pastor is supportive and very understand, and they know. It is a calling from the Lord. Praise God. Again, I won't take much of your time. That is the only thing that I wanted to say. Love our pastor. Care for our pastor. Our pastors are very dear to our hearts. I'd like to thank them, and I will always pray for them. God bless you. Yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I know very Bobby texted from the young to the youngest. <laughs> so, and the second. Uh, anyways, good morning to all of us and thank you so much for your presence. And I really praise God that we have uh, a days like this that we could honor, we could. Um, say thank you to our pastors, no? But we should not do it like in one day only, no? We should do it like every day in our life because they're like, it's like 24-7. We could call them also. We could ask our help from them also. So we should like appreciate them or uh, we should thank them also like 24-7 also, no? And, and our help for them and our thankfulness for them for, for their love and for their time that they, you know, Sabine and Brother Glenn, that they have their own family also to take care of and they have the, the whole church, no? If we have, we're like a hundred something plus, imagine that, they will deal with us. <laughs> and uh, anyways, thank you so much, Brother Glenn, for the introduction, for... Uh, 
a funny one. And I just want to ask everyone to open your Bible in, in the book of uh, Jeremiah. And I think you know this verse already, right? Okay. Uh, I, I want you to just sit down because there's only one verse. I, I'll just read it, okay? And I will give you, pastors, according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen to that. 3.15, I mean, 3.15, I'm sorry. And also, okay, uh, I think I have to pray first, okay, because I really need guidance from the Holy Spirit. Well, Lord, uh, let's pray, Lord God, once again, I just thank you so much for this opportunity that I could speak here in front once again, Lord, and just guide me, Lord, and just, we're just here just to appreciate and thank, and we show our thankfulness to our pastors, Lord, and and I just need your help, Lord, and the guidance from the Holy Spirit, Lord, and we thank you so much, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, I just want us to um, see some verses, okay, I don't have any any outline or something, but I just want to follow, just follow me and say some verses and we'll make some explanation or okay so we have some a lot of question now who what is really a pastor no some says according to google hold on let me see pastor is a minister in charge of a christian church or congregation so maybe you 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 search that one also but Really, from the word of God, pastor is like it's a, a shepherd, okay? And they're the under shepherd because we, we know that we have the chief shepherd like the Lord Jesus Christ. And while he's not, uh, while in, in earth, God provides us a pastor, no? According to our text, no? Uh, from his own heart. And pastors are the one who feed the the flock, no, the 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 God's people in the church, and pastors is like the one who um, really guide us. Imagine a hundred plus people here without a pastor. There's no one to guide us. It should be a chaos, right? All of us, we have our own ideas. We have our own, um, you know. Yeah, a lot of ideas, no? A hundred plus ideas. So what's going to be the outcome of the church? So it's uh, going to be a chaos. But God really put a pastor, no? It, it, it's the God who put a pastor in a church. And imagine, um, you know the story of Pastor Max, right? He, they came here, and he's in his... Uh, rebellious <laughs> time like at, the <laughs> at that time when they came here who would thought that he could start a church uh, God can use him in, 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 in New Jersey but God really worked in a in, in miraculous way you, you don't know uh, what's the plan of God in your life right and God really knows what he's doing and we know that Pastor Max is the one, he, he trusted Pastor Max 
marks with his church. Uh, and also, imagine he added one, Pastor Sam. You know, it's not an it's not an accident that Pastor Sam met uh, Sister Jay, right? It <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> I know Sister Jay um, because of that retinal <laughs> almost get blind. She went back to God, right, Sister Jay? I don't want to say it anymore. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> that is Sister Jay. <laughs> that's why. God really gave him a godly man of God. And it's not, like, it's not only a godly man of God, but a humble and habang ng pasensya. Okay? Because, <laughs> and also our pastor, Pastor Max, he, he, the patience of Pastor Max is really, you know, hanggang langit yata. Because if it's not yung pasensya ni Pastor Max, uh, I could not be here standing behind you. As you know, uh, me and Brother Bobby were not <laughs> sabi nga uh, unbelievers but instead of telling our wife break up with those guys they're not Christian but instead of telling it to us he prayed for us he, and then when we came here and, and we imagine that I was I got saved when I came here like September 10, 1993, and imagine that after two years, I got baptized. See how <laughs> stubborn I am? <laughs> but God did not give up on me. No, he, he, he prayed for me. He, I, I know there's a lot of kneeling down from Pastor Max and Ati Jose, but by God's grace, no, I, I'm here right now in front of you. And okay. Okay, so let's go some verses, okay? So, a pastor, it should, in, in the Old Testament, while driving here, the Old Testament, the priest is coming from the lineage of, of the Levites, right? But a pastor, it should be, what? First of all, he's a Christian. He's a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you cannot be, you'll be disqualified if you're not born-again believers, no? In John 3, 3, sabi niya, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to be born again, you must be a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And also, a pastor are called. Okay? They are not here if God did not call them. You know? Because sabi nga sa 2 Timothy 1.8. Okay? Let, let, let's go some verses. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of his prisoners, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who saved us and called us with unholy calling. Okay? Hindi yung, uh, sabi ng pastor, yung joke ni pastor, some na a guy had a dream, PC na, di ba? Akala niya, preach Christ, but it's plant corn pala, so... So they were really called by God, okay? It's a holy calling from the Lord. It's not just, they're just go in front and preach, okay? They, they, and I know there's a lot of prayers for it. I know there's a lot of kneeling from, maybe from their parents, Pastor Abilardo. I know 
he he's really blessed with uh, four 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 so far one more and hindi pa nag surrender to the lord and i i really uh, salute pastor bilardo because of his uh, faithfulness of his uh yung how he really served god and how how he really submit to god uh, he, he has four pastor a son so imagine that i wish uh, my my only son also with me <laughs> but it's a holy calling okay I, i'm not i'm not a holy uh, what you call that holy pilot okay <laughs> Our, our job is just to pray, you know, and then, and, and yeah, it is only that we can do. And I salute really Pastor Abilardo for that. And also, God chose them, okay? Uh, you, you have chosen, uh, you, ha you have not chosen, but I have chosen you. Take that you should go and bring forth fruit, that, and that fruit, your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of. Of the Father in my name, he may be. So they were chosen by God, okay? And as I said, God really works in a miraculous way how um, they, our pastor really um, accept yung calling ng Panginoon sa kanila, no? And I know that it's not an easy, like Pastor, <laughs> uh, Brother Glenn, I mean, said that it's not easy to be a pastor, and there's a lot of headache from your family to the family of God here in the church. But by God's grace, no? And but we, with our help also, no? And that's why we, we want to encourage you also to, to, to be faithful, to be like supportive to our pastors and, and, and be prayerful also. We, they, they need more prayer as much as we do, no? Hindi lang tayo ang pinagpipray nila but they we also have to pray for them and they really need our prayers too you know and okay so and they were also appointed by God no Acts 20 28 take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the flocks over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood see how how uh, young responsibility pastor you have to overseers the people the God's people that God purchased with his own blood on that cross on Calvary so it's really a big responsibility no we just sometimes we just take it lightly and ang mga pastors natin but um, their ang responsibility nila is very huge that we could not even imagine because you know this us we are purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ with His own blood. That's why they, we, that's why our pastor is really. Um, uh, that's why they really, they really need our our prayers and help, because no? yeah, it's it's not a joke or it's not we could not take it lightly, no. Ang, ang responsibility ng isang pastor sa flag ng Panginoon. This is God's people okay we were talking about God's people here it's not you know, the unbelievers but 
this is God's people, okay? This is God's property, as we say that. And we have, how big is the responsibility for, for our pastors? And that's why we, as I said, we, we really have to, to um, take care of them also and pray for them. So, and one thing more, a pastor, our pastors, they really, uh, our prayer warriors, Sadima. They, 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 they're the one who prayed for us every day. And I know Pastor Bilardo, um, early morning, he, he's, he came here to the church and just pray for all of us. And especially for those brother and sister na, they're not doing well health-wise or some struggling. And I know that our pastors here are really praying for us um, every day and one thing also like a pastor they, they really feed us no with the word of god and they're the one that uh, and i mean you to have to prepare the the the, the message you know every sunday it, it's not that easy and but by god's grace no they God really gave them the, this uh, wisdom that they need uh, to preach every Sunday to us. And, and I know they're not only feeding us with the word of God, but sometimes they feed us in our tummy. <laughs> we experience that when we experience this uh, COVID thing. And, and imagine that, man, breakfast, lunch, dinner, Pastor Jeter, <laughs> Pastor Sam, and how really they really support us in those time, and I could really see their love to to young God's people, and I really thank God for them. No, you imagine that. <laughs> Fast lunch and dinner. So, ilang weeks ba yung pastor? And, yeah, they're, they're not only, and yung support nila sa members, it's it's not, uh, they don't take it lightly also. They, they really support the members uh, like more than 100%. And, and we know that, yeah, they have their own family also. And, you know, the prayers and, and support to us. Um, and, and also, they how they yeah just how they love the the, the members no yes and sabi nga sa First Peter one twenty two saying saying ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto the vain love of the brethren see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. And we could see really how the, the Lord, how our pastors love us. And even I, I just want to ask Sister Emya if I could share. Because one time when Pastor Max learned what he's dealing right now, and when he, Pastor Max came to Sister Emya, na sana ako na lang. Or, ano ba sa English? <laughs> Yeah, because we know that Sister Emia is 
suffering this cancer right now and Pastor Max really hug her and and tell her na I wish I ako na lang ano ba sa English Yeah, that's really how we could see how really our pastor love us, no? Even in in yung willingness uh, just to give himself like the Lord Jesus Christ, no? He died on the cross for uh, on the cross for for us and that's how our, our pastor also. So and and uh, I know a lot our pastors also they ca- cares for people, especially the souls and if when if you go with them like some one time some uh, recent pastor came over to our church right and i went with them and it's so easy for them to share the word of god even in in one word they didn't have to say a lot of verses but they could really how, how that's how really they they love so you know, the people you know and I know our pastor also here. We have a lot of patience on us. And I know our choir might be stoned me to death because I know <laughs> Pastor Abel <laughs> really have a, a lot of patience with you because you're not the <laughs> like trained as a choir or something like that. But you know how Pastor Abel really yung habaan yung pasensya niya no to to teach you how how to <laughs> imagine that uh, you just uh, some like regular people not even I, I don't know if some of you sing before but maybe in karaoke but not <laughs> those alto or soprano or something like that but pastor Abel really <laughs> yung pasensya niya is really yung hahaba no yung ano niya so that's why our our pastor really really he have really have to thank them and also ang last na dito no i'm not gonna take you long they're not perfect okay it's like us we're the same we're sinners also saved by grace and and sometimes we if we see some um we don't agree with them just pray and 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 you know admonish them or just pray f- for them also and it's it's not like we, we want our pastor to be perfect like no like the lord jesus christ no they're like us also and we 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 just have to pray for them and and yeah i think my time is up and i hope na after you came out from this church today we, we really have to thank and before you go home just say a thank you to our pastor and for their service for their faithfulness for their love to us okay amen Amen, Brother Glenn, Brother Henry. Thank you for those uh, uh, admonition. You know, when I text my co-deacons, according to uh, young, to the youngest, but of course we know that uh, Brother Robert here, when uh, you consider 
the seniority of membership. He is the oldest, actually. <laughs> but according to age, of course, he is the youngest, and he got the face, you know, as the youngest as well. But anyway, I just want to praise and thank God for allowing the deacons to share the word of God uh, during this uh, appreciation day. And, uh, of course, it's a mixture of... Uh, celebration and at the same time a little bit of still mourning because uh, we miss our founder here our beloved pastor max but i hope that you're still awake amen, amen. we should enjoy it because this is just a one service amen. and we used to stay here like you know five and the choir used to stay here five thirty. so i hope you're enjoying all right amen. you know when I heard that, we decided to have a 20 minutes. So I just said, 20 minutes. Now I have to make sure that I, I will prepare a message uh, composed of 1,500 words. Because that would translate to what? 700, uh, 75 words per minute. So I must speak 75 uh, words per minute to meet the 20 minutes goal. All right? So don't worry. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, once again, we thank you for this uh, day that you have given us, special day, to just uh, remember, celebrate, to thank the pastors that you have given through your church. Lord, please be with us. Give wisdom from above and cleanse our heart, purify us we, as we once again approach your holy word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And I would like to start with a a little bit of a humor to make you smile. I just want you to relax, okay? You know, there is this. Uh, there are these two little boys, you know, and uh, ages eight to ten, and they were excessively mischievous. So the parents were at their wits' end as to what to do about their son's behavior. So good thing the parents learned about the pastor in town, you know, who is specialized in disciplining children so what they did is they went to this pastor but the pastor said okay i will agree to talk to your kids but uh, i would see them individually so the eight-year-old boy went first so the pastor sat the boy down and asked him sternly where is god so the boy made no response so the pastor repeated the question even sterner this time where is God? So again, the boy made no attempt to answer, so the pastor raised his voice even more and shook his finger to the boy's face. Where is God? So the boy bolted from the room and ran directly home, slamming himself in his closet. And his older brother followed him into the closet and asked, what happened? What happened? So the younger brother replied, we are in big trouble this time. God is missing, and they think we did it. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just glad that you, you laugh, you know. One more, one more. Hear it, There's a boy who threatened Jesus, all right? Since it's a pastor's appreciation day, I assume this boy is a pastor's kid. But, of course, it's not Ezra, okay? Ezra is just little. So in church, the boy heard a member testifying, uh, a member testifying 
that God blessed her with a brand new car because he prayed to God about it. And so during the night before this boy went to bed, he prayed to God like this. Lord, I need a nice bike. And please deliver it in front of my door tomorrow morning. So when he woke up the next morning, no bike in front of their door. He was thinking maybe it was not the right prayer. So he turned on the television and looked for this high-octane church. You know what I mean? And what's how they prayed. So the next night before he went to bed, he prayed again. Lord, I need a bicycle, red color, uh, silver shining rims, and delivered in front of my door at exactly 7.30 in the morning. And I demand it in Jesus' name. That's how the high octane church pray, right? The next morning, no bike. So this time he's really puzzled why his pastor was not being answered, uh, why his prayer was not being answered until he remembered seeing a small statue of Mary in their neighborhood, neighborhood. So he got this idea. He took the statue of Mary and hid it in their backyard. So the next night, this is how he prayed. Jesus, if you want to see your mother again. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I apologize because I know this is recorded. If I <laughs> insulted someone, I apologize. So today we are here to appreciate our pastor. And uh, appreciate means, you know, acknowledge, recognize giving thanks, or giving gratitude. So my text is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. And I would like to use this text to uh, appreciate our pastor this morning. And this text in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, is uh, about Apostle Paul, you know, admonishing the believers of Thessalonica giving thanks to them, and hear what he said in verse 3. Remembering without ceasing your work, what? Your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. There are three things in that verse that I would like to remind us of how we are going to appreciate our pastor. First, because of how they put their faith into practice. It says there, your work of faith. You know, in James chapter 2, verse 18, we're so familiar with that verse, right? Yeah, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. And Paul said in chapter 2, verse 7, Titus 2, verse 7, In all things showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. You know, the New Living Translation put it this way. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good work of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your 
teaching. You know, someone said, practice what you preach or change your speech. And it's applicable to all of us who teach us the word of God. Well, we thank God for our pastors who walk the talk and practice what they preach. We are blessed to have pastors who are blood brothers who will get along. Amen? <laughs> you just imagine what will happen to BBC if they fight each other. You know, we appreciate their humility. That's number one to these brothers. Their humility and readiness to help in times of need. That was already emphasized by Brother Henry. They do not only preach and pray, take note, but they also coach, they care, and cry with us. Number two, because of how their love for the Lord and the church family made them work so hard, the verse states, labor of love. You know, in Hebrews 13, verse 17, the Bible states, Obey them that have the rule over you, that's for us, and submit yourselves. That's for us, church. But take note, these are for the preachers, pastors, for they watch for your souls, as they must give account. Brother Glenn emphasized the great responsibility of a pastor here. This verse reveals the heavy burden of a church leader, especially with a pastor. Just imagine being accountable of every member of the church. Their work is to watch over the members' souls, and they are accountable to God. You know, just think of the pastor who pastor a mega church, like, for instance, Joel Austin. In the Bible states, he is responsible, he is accountable for how many members? A thousand members. You see the magnitude of that verse. That's why the author of Hebrews admonished the church not to give their pastor a hard time. So for in doing so, the pastor will do his ministry with joy and not with grief, according to the author of Hebrews. You know, there is the significance, you know, of the calling of being a pastor. I don't know if you noticed that. It's hard to describe. And most pastors I saw including our pastors here in our church, are fulfilling that call with humility, faithfulness, and joy. There is just, just something, you know, in the calling of being a pastor. It's really hard to describe. You know, we could put it in practicality. They, 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 they have time to visit the sick, evangelize the soul, I mean the lost souls, counsel the hurting, and take note, and raise up good leaders. Men, this is a challenge for us. If the pastor challenges you, that is a training for you to be a good leader. Last but not the least, because of how their hope in our Lord Jesus Christ is so firm, the verse states, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the pastor's endurance is inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, the blessed hope. And we see that in how they approach the holy word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, preach the word, be instant in season, 
out of season. Now take note, the responsibility is this. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. That's what they have, folks, long suffering. And doctrine. I believe their motivation is Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a pastor, without a preacher? We appreciate our pastors for their boldness to preach. Because they know that Jesus is the only hope for men to be rescued from the condemnation and penalty of sin. Whether the time is right or not, whether the place is far or near, convenient or, or inconvenient, they preach and teach with all patience the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I do believe many are the hours they spend preparing sermons. They seek God's face when they study. You, you don't know that. Or we, sometimes you are not aware of that. Because preparing, drafting, finalizing, and delivering a sermon is not that easy. It's a big responsibility. That's why the verses uh, God did not call uh, a lot of teachers. Because this is a big responsibility and accountability. No preacher wants to misinterpret the word. Thus, their responsibility and accountability is so great. We appreciate them to take on that great responsibility and accountability by the grace of God. And I would like to conclude with this. I would like to appreciate our dad in the faith. Pastor Max Mendoza. I got saved, baptized, and discipled under the ministry of Pastor Max and Sister Job. And I've been serving the Lord with my wife and two daughters in this church continuously, walang puwang, for almost 28 years now. Started 1993 by God's grace. I will never forget when Pastor Max explained to me the assurance of salvation. Because every time a missionary, a preacher comes to our church and he preaches about hell, I will always raise my hand. Sino bang hindi natatakot sa impyerno? But then Pastor Max told me, he explained to me that once you are saved, you are saved forever. You do not have to receive Jesus over and over again. So I appreciate Pastor Max for not closing his pulpit to gifted preachers as well. Because I also learned a lot and had been discipled by them. I never saw Pastor Max getting insecure with uh, these dynamic preachers that stayed with us in this church. You know, instead, he encouraged the church to support them. I will never forget when he and Atijo visited us in the hospital when my wife gave birth to Rizome. When he drove us to Newark Airport, uh, International Airport during our first vacation back to the Philippines. Risa was almost one year old at that time and Rochelle was inside her mom's tummy. I did not have a watch that time and Pastor Max forced me to wear his beautiful Timex. 
Sabi ko, Pastor, baka aarborin lang yan sa Pilipinas. But he said, just take it, borrow it for, for in the meantime. He also forced me to learn how to play golf. But I appreciate it this time because I love to play golf now. In fact, I think Pastor Max's last game of golf was with me on May 14, 2021, in the Pocos. I never expected that we'll be the last time I play golf with him. I just want to thank God for allowing me to, to enjoy that last moment with him. You know, he shared the gospel to my dad when he was here. My parents appreciated Pastor Max and attitude during that time for being the instrument for their son's godly transformation. They know me before I got saved. I was really bad. He has so many things to say about the goodness of Pastor Max. But I know I have no more time, so I just want to say again, Pastor Max, I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Pastor Sam, Pastor Jether, Pastor Abel, and Pastor Abelardo, our prayer warrior, thank you for giving your life to the Lord. Happy Pastor's Appreciation Day. Well, the last but not the least, the shortest, the youngest. Well, I was, uh, I misunderstood that text. I thought it's the youngest first and then the oldest. But anyway, yes, I still have time to prepare while I was listening to your preaching, my co-deacons. Uh, yeah, uh, I was the uh, oldest in this church. I was one of the uh, uh, young people of Pastor Max back in 1988. I was only 18 years old back then. So now you can tell how old I am. <laughs> anyway, so I was, uh, when I was, when we were told during the meeting that we are the one who's going to preach, take over the pulpit, uh, I always say to myself, it's not easy to stand up here, especially with that people, many people like you, men. I mean, on Wednesdays, yeah, they're like, you know, 10, 15 people. But uh, at this time, uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of you. So please uh, <clears throat> pray for me, pray for us. Uh, first of all, I would just like to greet our pastor, a uh, happy Pastor Appreciation Day. You know, uh, your work is cannot be compared you know, cannot be measured. Your labor for the Lord is um, uh, very uh, commended, and we thank you for your for your labor for the Lord. All right, so I was expecting na yung mga text namin would be the same. Thank God that uh, the Word of God is a, uh, a very uh, broad, and right? And I always use this uh, text every time I Shared. Last last year, ako yung nag-preach. Ah. Parang unfair yata. Ako lang ang nag-preach last year sa Pastor's Appreciation. Ah. But anyway, I use this text. Um, all right, you can, uh, you can find it in the book of First Thessalonians, 
chapter 5, verse 12 to 13, and probably you're all familiar with this. The Bible says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourself. Last Wednesday, I preached, and I started with a joke. Pastor Sam got it and ruined my joke. <laughs> Let's see if he can get it this time. What is the tallest building in New York? Empire? No. Okay. Answer is the Statue of Liberty. Why? Because he has, he has a lot of stories. Okay? So I believe this, this church, Bergen Bible Baptist Church, is the biggest, is the tallest church in Bergen County because it has a lot of stories. Amen. Amen. Okay, Pastor, I got you there one time, okay? <laughs> I know Pastor Sam likes to throw jokes when he preaches, and also the rest of our pastors. So what is the uh, biblical concept relating to the pastors? All right, don't worry, I have my timer here. Because of the times in which we live, we need to see the ministry of our pastors from the Bible's perspective. Many of God's people have a wrong concept toward their pastors, giving them a title as an employee of the church. Are they employee of the church? No. They are not employee of the church. Other gives them a title of a team manager, okay? Because they said that we should work as a team. No, they are not the team manager. Other wants to call them the CEO of the church. Are they the CEO of the church? Of course not. If they are not all of these of the Bob, who are and what is the pastor? Well, he wears lots of hats. You know, Pastor Marks like to do that. Different kinds of hats. Okay, especially the cowboy. Every time I see him wearing that cowboy hat and that, I would call it, bolo tie, and I ask him, Pastor, where's the horse? You know, they are husband, except one, okay? Husband, electrician, projectionist, musician, I'm sure they are all musicians, singers, snow remover. What happened when the snowstorm comes in here? Yes, we have somebody to, to plow the parking lot. What about the sidewalks? They are the one who, do, who does that. Custodians, administrators, chaplain, plumber, you know, but really, the Bible understanding of the role of the pastors come down to one concept. They are the shepherds. As such, he is God-called, anointed person who is in charge with feeling, feeding, protecting, leading, and admonishing the sheep under his care. Probably you heard some of this already from my co-deacons have they preached earlier. Sometimes pastors are the loneliest people in the church. You know what happens when the church is over? Many people like this will leave the church. You know, pastor will miss us. Pastor will miss you. They were hoping that the next time the church door is open, they will see you again. And what happens if you don't show up? You know, they know where you sit. 
See, if you stand here, look at the crowd, they, they'll see you. You know, they know your face. They're probably, while they're preaching, looking for Brother Heckler, you know, Brother so-and-so. Ano kayang nangyari kay Brother Heckler? How come, or Brother so-and-so, is not in the church? Even though they're preaching during that time, they're looking for each every one of you. You know, sometimes, you know, uh, um, often uh, they, they have a long hours in the church with minimal pay. You know, I compare the, the other pastors' pay salary in the other church. Our pastors are just like nothing on their salary. I remember Pastor Max, you know, every time we told him, Pastor, we will increase your salary. And he said, no, please don't do that. He knows the budget, the church. Even though we have budget, he will say no. Even our pastors right now, if we tell them, if, if they know we talk about them during the meeting, they will say, please, whatever, don't do it. You know, and the criticism considerable, feelings of disappointment, discouragement, and defeat may begin to plague the best of them. So I know that you appreciate our pastors, and that's why we're here this morning, right? To recognize them, amen? You may ask yourself, what can I do to my pastors? What can I do? Well, there are things we can do to our pastors. Here are some things very, every church and every believer can and should do for them. I have only eight points. Wow, and damn Brother Robert, kulang ang 25 minutes sa iyo Okay, number one is to know them. Okay? We should know them. We know all our pastors, right? We know what they like and the dislike. Acknowledge the facts that he is unique. Okay, they have all uniqueness. Okay, of course, the two pastors are the same month of my birthday, February. I know their uniqueness. And the other two is a different month of mine. So, you know their style, personality, the gifts that they want and that they don't want, characters, traits, and so on and so forth. You know, know their uniqueness. You know, let him be who he is. Don't criticize the pastors when you see them, you know, wearing not, you know, you think for your eyes is, is not, uh, what do you call this, hindi kaya-aya sa inyong paningin. Throwing away the measuring sticks. Don't measure them against the, the pastors that you've heard preaching before. The best way to know a person is to sit across the table and talk to him and talk to them. And number two, esteem highly, esteem very highly. That's what Paul tells us to do in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 13. Okay? And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourself. So don't argue with the pastor. Don't fight with them, okay? Otherwise, yari kayo sa mga deacons. He deserves your highest and best opinion. He is the messenger of God to your soul. He is your shepherd and your teachers. You know, brethren, you won't see us here at Deacon to stand up here in the pulpit without them. You know, they are really a big help in our ministry. Okay, and another thing, remember him. Remember him at the throne of grace. Pray for them always. 
You know, because they are the number one target of the enemy to destroy the church. It has been said that after a pastor has been at the church for some time, the church takes on a bit of his style and personality. That may be true, but I believe that a church can, through its praying, make a lasting imprint on his soul. Pray for them that, the, that, the, that he will be anointed in his preaching, that he will be humbled, patient, full of faith, joy, and peace. Pray that God will constantly renew his passion for Christ, his church, and, and the unsaved. You know, um, it reminds me every time Pastor Sam preached in the pulpit, I know Sister Jay will give him a kiss. I don't know what Sister Hazel will give Pastor, Ma Pastor Hazel, I mean uh, Pastor Jeter. I don't know Pastor Jeter, I mean Pastor uh, Abel, what his uh, girlfriend will text him. But I know Pastor Sam uh, and Sister Jay will give him a kiss. K-I-S-S, keep it short, Sam. Okay? So use your skill to bless him. Okay? They can't do the work all by themselves. They need help. There are some things that you can do well that either they can't or doesn't have the time. Okay, another, pastor, another example, Pastor Max and Pastor Sam. You know, they tried to be a, uh, a carpenter. So what happened? The screw, the, the screw flew in their eyes. Now they are blind. Okay? So there are a lot of uh, 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 jack-of-all-trades here that we can help them. So if, if mis misinformation is being spread to them, you know, uh, correct it with accurate information. Sometimes silence or just walking away will speak volume. So take down the gossip from them, okay? Don't spread the gossip for them. If you see something that you don't like, talk to them. You know, talk to them. Don't, sp don't spread the gossip. You know, praise him, okay? I'm on number seven already. You don't even know. Praise him, okay? I told you, I got my, num I got my time here. Express appreciation from time to time in writing. I know we should have uh, encourage, uh, encouragement uh, box over here and drop down something there, you know, and when they are alone or lonely, they come to church and put their hands in there and pick something in there. You know, they can dip into, into a, a gloomy day here, come, day here come, one, come here on a gloomy day, and pick one. Oh, this is from Brother Dennis. I like to sing in the church, Pastor. I love the way you sing, Pastors. Church members hard-pressed for something to say to the clergy after the service, according one minister friend said to him, you always manage to find something to say to fill up the time. I don't care what they say. I like your sermon. You know, <laughs> pastors like to preach long. Amen? Amen. Amen. As Pastor Max says, you know, Pastor Max says, I studied all night for this preaching, and you're giving me only 30 minutes? You know, I almost did not sleep, you know, just to study and share it to you. He always say that. If I'd known you were going to be good today, sabi ng isa, I just said, I brought, I, had a, uh, I should have brought my neighbor with me. Really? The preacher is so different than you. 
the more you praise them, the harder they'll work. Maybe you don't like to praise them because they're going to preach longer. That's probably the reason why. You know, no, they need your encouragement. Okay, my last point here, amen? amen. Remember him, remember his priority. What is his priority? Of course, their family. They have family as well like us. Like any other Christian man, he is the first provider, protector, and priest to his wife and kids. Don't let the church seduce him to the point that it leaves a bad taste of the mouth and creates friction at home. So I beseech you, brethren, to know them who labors among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish them and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be a peace among yourself. Pray for them, as we always said here. Pray for them. They are human too and sinners saved by grace like us. Don't look at their mistakes. You know, instead of criticizing them, like what I said, encourage them. Go to them. Talk to them. Another experiment in grace, a fellow witness to the truth like us, a flesh and blood testimony to the goodness of God. They might have a soup stain on their ties when they preach, probably, you know, when they're feeding their babies. You know, probably they have a uh, neck on their head, on the, on their, on the you know, chin, after they clean their face, before they, uh, after they clean their face, before they preach, mud on their boots, but they still show up in the church to feed the flocks of God. They have songs in their lips. I like that. They love to sing. Amen? Amen. Where can you find a church like this? They love to sing. You know, parang nakinig ng the greater vision. That's right. Amen. Uh, I, I like I like the Stutler brothers back then, you know. But this time the the greater vision. You know, um, <clears throat> you know they have songs in their lips and the joy of Jesus in their hearts. They love to preach. They love to sing. They are part mechanic, like I was said, part soldier, part mother hen, and part American. They live in the shadow of the cross. They want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And they always try their best to be a man of his word. They are provider of hope, a merchant of mercy, an advocate of agape, and a fan of faith, and a sharer of the good news. You know, sometimes we overestimate um, our pastors. We don't do our job as a, you know, a soul winner. We might say, it's not, that's not my job. We have a pastors to do that. You know, our pastor is, they have um, a lot enough in their hands. You know, like what I said, that's why they need our help. If God has called you to be a soul winner, why not help them? You know, if God calls you to be a, one of the servers of the church, one of the officers of the church, go for it. You know? And, and, and they always want to be a better than they are. You know, every time probably they look at themselves in the mirror, they will talk to themselves, I want to be better than you. You know, they want others to be better than they are. They want to reproduce Jesus in their life. 
and help others to do the same. You know, they want to live beyond human capabilities. And most of all, they want to be fueled by the Holy Spirit. That's why, you know, it's very important. Every time you sit there listening to our pastor preach, I mean, you can close your eyes a little bit, bow your heads, and pray for them that the Holy Spirit will guide them. You know, they're not perfect. You know, that's why they need our prayers daily in order for them to, to do the tasks for the sake of the ministry of God has entrusted in them here in Bergen Bible Baptist Church. You know, when we started the church, probably when I was um, talking to him uh, here during Pastor Mark's uh, memorial, he probably did not understand what I said because I've been crying a lot. When we started this church, Pastor Max is a big uh, impact how I grew in, in, in the church. I mean, I got saved back in the Philippines, but the church, Pastor, Pastor Max uh, encouraged me in every task that I could do in the church and Sister Josie. You know, uh, that's why until now, how old is the church? More than 30 years? 33? Sister Josie, every time she see me, buhay ka pa? You know? It's like, you know, probably saying, nandito ka pa? You know, it's, it's, you know, talagang, it's so sweet to hear those things na uh, the, the old members are still here. You know, um, I, I miss Pastor Max's uh, presence. You know, Pastor Sam, he's sitting over there. Why are you sitting there? I know uh, every time we preach here as a deacon, he has the loudest amen, even in the choir, right? Amen. amen. All right, so, um, yeah, and, and when the church was started, he's the one who encouraged me to lead the singing, okay? And I, I said, Pastor, hindi po ako marunong kumanta. Sabi niya, kaya mo yan, Brad. Amen. And he gives me the song that I don't know, <laughs> because I, I, I don't know the hymns that back then. Okay, ganito lang yan. Okay, like that. And like what I said earlier, we created a quartet. Boy, <laughs> that's the best quartet that the uh, Bergen Bible Baptist Church ever had. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so I hope and pray that uh, this little encouragement, you know, to our pastors and to, uh, to each every one of you, every one of us, you know, let's stretch out our hands, open our hands, you know, and give help to the pastor. And ask them, you know, what can we do for them? Or what can we do for the church? Amen? All right. Yeah, amen. That's just right on time. Okay? I have a timer here. So, right. So, uh, let's, uh, let's, I think, ako closing prayers sa mga preaching ng mga pastors. Okay. Let's do that. And then we'll go on to our uh, um, program. Okay? Let us pray. <clears throat> our dear God and mighty God in heaven, Lord, uh, we are so thankful. Oh, Lord, we are blessed enough to have pastors in this church. They're not just a pastor, oh, Lord. They are a big family, a big fan of you, oh, Lord. They love to serve you. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for their ministry. In spite of their trials, problems, loneliness in their heart. We know, Lord, that we may not see them. Lord, you know their heart. You see their life, O oh Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you protect them, O oh God. May you keep 
away those people that would criticize the work, criticize their ministry, O oh Lord. But we know, Father Lord, that they're not the one. We are not the one who put them here in this church. You are, O oh God. You call them by their names, and you put them here, Lord, to minister to us. Lord, that's why today we appreciate them for what, uh, for what they do, how they love to serve you, how they love to do things for you. And we pray, Father Lord, that uh, help them, Lord, to be more fruitful, O oh Lord. Use them mightily, Lord, into your ministry to encourage more people, Lord, to do work for you as well. And we thank you, Lord, for the, for the heart, for the love, for the mission. And we know, Father, Lord, that they will give their best. They will give up their, their treasures, oh, Lord, just to support this ministry and the mission, oh, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for Sister Josie. Lord, for, his, for her uh, love also, Lord, to these uh, young pastors and Pastor Abelardo. And Lord, we know, Lord, that uh, you have given her a strength, oh Lord, to overcome what had happened to Pastor Max. Oh Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the life, for their life, oh Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for, for this uh, moment once again that we could celebrate and we could uh, rejoice with them. And I pray, Father, Lord, that uh, you will continue, Lord, to guide them and provide their needs according to your will. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Thank you very much. So we'll continue. Yes, brother.